Blog Talk Radio. Warning. You have entered the realm of the gods. So give us your mind and your full attention. So you say you deal with esoteric information? I never heard of such. Well, you're in for a treat. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Eileen L. Bay dropping jewels every day. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Eileen L. Bay dropping jewels every day. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. So you claim to be a god? Damn right I'm a god. The maker, the owner, cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, god of the universe. Wow, I didn't know that. 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 So tune in or lose, friend. All strategies apply mathematically. The information he drop is real powerful. So get your notepad, it's more than an hour full. Watch your jaw, the crew with watch us talk. Indigenous to the land, wherever we stand. First world order, we bring it at home in the first quarter. Invisible lines don't apply, we cross borders. Silly rabbit, knowledge for God. No matter where you resign, Lodge, Temple of Mars. So don't fret or proceed with hesitation. Just tune in to Blog Talk to get the information. Peace. Howard Washington East. That's Brother Fahim L. Bay. Filling in for Dr. Alim L. Bay for the night. And our topic will be about indigenous history, uh, dealing with uh, the understanding of indigenous history, and as it as we are dealing with indigenous history today, and under, uh, more of an understanding of being indigenous and why you should be part of a tribal nation. All right, I'm back. Yeah, listen to a lot of people's views. And uh, first of all, uh, how's everyone doing tonight? How's your families, your loved ones? I hope everything is all right with you and yours. As as it is with mine. Okay. All right then. Um, I'm dealing with indigenous history. Again, I'm dealing with indigenous history. And the more understanding of being indigenous. What is indigenous? And being an aboriginal indigenous Americans. As we are as Moors. Uh, I heard one brother uh, made a mention about... uh, uh, Dr. Eileen L. Bay of uh, the Washita Moors that he claims he is uh, a Washita uh, of the Washita Nation and he claimed that he is a Moor. So, you know, uh, I don't know exactly how to take that or not, or what, how, how to deal with that. Um, 
and he was also saying that he found out that he couldn't uh, register with the United Nations or whatever because he didn't want to belong. He didn't belong, or he didn't consider himself to belong to a tribe. I like to say nation myself, than tribe, but I can use the word tribe for tonight. So bear with me. Okay. So first of all, let's let's dig into the book. Uh, to Alim's book, The First World Order. And I'd like to deal with the this, this here, okay? Uh, hold on for a minute. Okay, it says here in Article 3, right to belong to an indigenous community or nation. Indigenous people, peoples, and individuals have the right to belong to an indigenous community or nation in accordance with the traditions and customs of the community or nation concerned. No disadvantage of ally kind may arise from the exercise of such a right. Article 4, legal status of communities. The state, the states shall ensure in their legal system personality is attributed to community, communities of indigenous peoples. Article 16, indigenous law. Number 1. Number 1. Indigenous law is an integral part of an integral part of the state's legal system and the framework in which their social and economic development takes place. Two, indigenous peoples are entitled to maintain and reinforce their indigenous legal system, and also to apply them to matters within their communities, including systems pertaining to ownership of real property and natural resources. Resolution of conflicts within and between indigenous communities, crime prevention and law enforcement and maintenance of eternal peace and harmony. Excuse me for a minute, please. Excuse me, sorry about that. All right, let me continue on. I'm going to start off again dealing with Article 16. Okay, Article 16, Indigenous Law. Number one, Indigenous Law is an integral and the framework in which their social and economic development takes place. Indigenous people are entitled to maintain and reinforce their indigenous legal system and also to apply them to matters within their communities, including systems pertaining to ownership of real property and natural resources, resolution of conflicts within and between indigenous communities, crime prevention and law enforcement, and maintenance of 
internal peace and harmony. Three, in the jurisdiction of any state, procedures concerning indigenous people or their interests shall be conducted in such a way as to ensure the right of indigenous people to full representation with dignity and equality before the law. This shall include observance of indigenous law and custom and where necessary use of the native use of the native language. Article seventeen National Incorporation of Indigenous Legal and Organizational Systems one the states shall promote the inclusion in their national organizational structures of institutions and traditional practices of indigenous peoples. <coughs> Two, the institutions of each state in the areas that are predominantly indigenous that are serving in those communities shall be designed and adapted as to reflect and reinforce the identity, culture, and organization and those populations in order to facilitate their participation. Indigenous and Tribal Peoples Convention, 1989, number 169, adopted on, 27, on, on June 27, 1989, by the General Conference of the International Labor Organization at its 76th session, entry into force. 5 September 1991, Article 8. 1. In applying national laws and regulations to the people's concern, due regard shall be, uh, shall be had to their customs or, or customary laws. 2. These people shall have the right to retain their own customs and institutions where, are, where, they, where these are not incompatible with fundamental rights defined by the national legal system and with international recognized human rights. Procedures shall be established whenever necessary to resolve conflicts which may arise in the application of of this principle. According to Black Law Dictionary, 7th edition, natural person is indigenous, native, the original or natural inhabitants of a country or of or relating to birth natural child as distinguished from an adopted child untouched by civilization which explains who has rights according to nature and who does not. Note, a natural person is an indigenous being, a native, and its definition does not apply to European Albions. Did you hear that? Okay. Read that. Read that last part again. A natural person is an indigenous being, a native, and its definition does not apply to Europeans. In parentheses, Albions. Said according to the Webster Student Dictionary, International Encyclopedia Edition, states that a native is born or or produced in a region or country in which one lives, indigenous of or pertaining to one's birth or to its place or circumstances, natural rather than acquired, inborn or of, see this, or pertaining to original inhabitants, usually applied to non-European peoples. Now I'm explaining this. 
I hope a lot of people don't take this as being biased because I'm not being biased, uh, not at all whatsoever. But it's just, I'm just stating uh, certain actual facts, and uh, I'm just saying who we are as Asiatic Moabite people, you know, as to other people in the world, around the world. It's not as being prejudiced or biased against European people. And not not at all, you know. So I want somebody, I want everybody to get a clear understanding of this. So you won't leave the show thinking, giving the wrong impression that I'm trying to spread hatred or uh, uh, hatred or uh, anything like that, because I'm not. Okay. Let me read on. It says Black's Law Dictionary, sixth edition. Artificial person, person created and devised by human laws for the purpose of society and government as distinguished from natural person, corporation, or examples of artificial persons. They talk to, uh, what they are talking about is uh, artificial people up to, uh, dealing with human laws, not natural laws or divine law. Let's go to the word America. Okay. Many historians allege that the honor and credit went to America's Vespucius, an explorer, exploiter, or an exploiter. Okay. Cologne did not discover anything, nor did America's Vespucius, nor did they nor did they or European named it. The word America was developed from its Medunetter name, Meru, which means leader, chief, ruler. I'm going to say this again. The word America was developed from the Medunetter name, Meru, M-E-R-U, which means leader, chief, ruler, etc. The word America is how the Greeks call Meru, who pronounce it Amerukos from the South American Indians, Tupac, Amaru, A-M-A-M-A-R-U. These are some of the uh, uh, the words or name, names or different names that were used for America before it became America today. Because uh, in, some of my, in some of my research, I found out that the word more actually comes from the word mu, M-U or M-W before it became Moore, M-W-R. Okay, let's move along here. The word America bears no reverence whatsoever to America's Vespucius. This word is also borrowed by the Arabic language and is called Amir, A-M-I-R, meaning ruler, chief, governor, prince, etc. That's because I have a, a dear friend and brother of mine named Amir. Amir Nasir El Day. That's his free appellation. It says here, the European latest corruption of the word Meru reads Miro, M-E-R-O-E. Christopher Columbus or Cologne discovered America. Why then does Vespucius enjoy the credit and honor of having it named after him? The name America is derived from the from the name Amaruka, M A M A R U K A, 
or al Morocco or al Maroc, and not from the Italian name Amerigo Vespucius. And if I may add, uh, brothers and sisters, his name was actually Amerigo. His name was actually Albertus Vespucius and not Amerigo. Amerigo was not his name. Okay? America was, is part of the dominions of the Moroccan Empire, Washita, Ottoman, Songhai, etc. It says here, see United States Code, Title 22, Chapter 2, Section 141. Act August 1, 1956, repeal sections 141 to 143, effective upon the date which the president determined to be appropriate for the relinquishment of jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco. Jurisdiction of the United States in Morocco was relinquished by a memorandum. By a memorandum of President Eisenhower, President Eisenhower dated September 15, 1956. Notice was given to the uh, to Morocco on October 6, 1956, and all pending cases were disposed of by 1960. It says here, see Bulletin of the State Department, Volume 35, say page 844, Section 141, R.S. Sections 4083, 4125, and 4126, 4127, Act June 14, 1878, through all that. Now, dealing with the ancient indigenous, dealing with the ancient history of the indigenous people, okay, the ancient America, the land of the sunset beyond the western sea, fascinated the, the ancients, legends, Atlantis, that magical island drowned long ago, wondered whether those gray waters washed the far shores of some lost continent, rim of the gods. All the peoples of antiquity believed that departed souls crossed dim seas of dust to some mysterious country in the west. Whence no traveler returned, there is there to, to bask in the fields of the blessed. To the west across the dark sea drifted the souls of the Egyptians for judgment in Amenta. Amenta meaning the hidden world. Okay, The Babylonian hero Gilgamesh sought immortality across the deep waters of death. Procopius and Delabella Gothica repeated the widespread traditions that the, soul, the souls of the dead suddenly March across Gaul, which was France at that time, to the channel. Ghostly Sharon would ferry them over, over the sticks to Britia, Britia, which is Britain, to wander on onwards and seek, seeking yon spectral shore in the West Celtic myths, told mule tales of islands of splendor beloved by the gods, manifesting to men. Then. That glorious civilization rent suddenly with fire, sank down to those sunless caverns of the deep. The Goths called the northern ocean Marusa, the sea of the dead. For centuries, a mystic twilight veiled the west. Only 
plaintive echoes murmured of the magic past and the wonders of that land far away. America is popularly, popularly supposed to have received its name from the mariner America, America's Vespucius, actually Alberico Vespucius, son of Anastasia Vespucius, had the Italian sought immortality by christening the continent after himself, he would surely have honored his family by call, calling it Vespucia, just as Colombia was called after Christopher Columbus. In Central America, the word Americ signified great mountain, evoking Moru, the sacred mountain in Hindu tradition, said to be the center of seven continents. Ancient America was linked with India through Los Lemuria. The early voyagers probably believed America to be the native word for the land itself, so they too would use it, Vespucius, Comrades, instead of Alberico. What nickname him Americo? Italian cartographers glean information about the New World from many sources and would surely adopt the native name for the country, calling it America. Some native tribes ca called their land Atlanta, Echo or Atlantis. It says here, America is an ancient name for the continent, learned by the Inca of ancient Peru from the origin al ra Kanu, who built civilization here. The Albions named themselves after the continent after being learned of the name when they arrived here a few centuries ago to plunder the land. This is the origin of the Albion giving himself the name Amerigo Vespucci. America, America, Amaruca is the root of Amerigo. Finally, the word for lion is also light as the mane of lion looks like the sun and his rays. And Medunetar is Ru. When Ra takes the form of a lion in certain aspects of the cosmology, he is called Rura or Ura'a or Allah, which becomes the Arabic, Arabic word for Netar, meaning God. Allah, Amaruka, Amaraka, Amanraka, Amaruka, and, and all, all related. To read Afuraka, Nanasan, or Enhoma. It says here, the serpent colonists of the Americas. Amaraka, the lands of the serpents. Thus, if you look at American, the can of America actually means serpent or serpent wisdom like Vatican Vatican being place of serpent wisdom that is meaning place of then you have the can meaning place of serpent wisdom that's what Vatican means the Vatican Church of Rome okay Note, Amarica, Amanraka, Amarica, and the land of the...
called the kingdom of the serpents, Nagas, Niggas, Niggers, Niger, Nigerians, etc. This is the serpent colonists of South America, Aramu, Muru, but Muru, one of the earliest immortal serpents from Mu to colonize America was Aramu Muru or Amuru Muru, the serpent Muru. Now Muru or Mu, that's where the word more comes from, uh, one of the ancient words uh, that means more. So don't let anybody tell you that more is Middle English word. No, it is not. More is a very, very, very ancient term for our people. Okay, it says, according to legend moments, before Mu's final demise, the serpent Muru, along his consort, Arama Mara, boarded an airship and headed to South America with a cargo of sacred records and artifacts, including the huge golden sun disk. The mountains of South America, the Andes, that resonated to the same in vibration as their beloved Mu. Which is, I guess I say it again, M-U. This is a root word and the old ancient word for more. Okay? It says Mu, and were these considered suitable for the preservation of Lemurian culture? They also home to the city of Piatiti, one of the planetary headquarters of the Solar Brotherhood, an organization. Aramu Maru had been a high-ranking member of on Mu. The name Moorish American is actually an oxymoron, meaning the word Moor and Amir A Amer A M E R have the same root in the name as Moorish American. They derived from from Aramu Muru or Amaru Moor M U apostrophe U R which is the portion of the name a Muru Washita or a Maxim Washita Moor M U apostrophe U R. So you can see what I'm reading off to you. Moor is a very ancient term, very ancient. It says here in the book Ancient American, from the Ancient American Magazine issue uh, number 61 article, The Real Origins of America, by Tom Strider. Ancient, Amer- Ancient American author David Deal included my scoffling at the establishment acceptance of an old world entrepreneur by the hewing of a book he was publishing, thus, thus initiating the etymology of using a commoner's First name, Amerigo, to arrive at the name of our American continents. That fox etymology was political cor- correctness in lieu of often historical facts. Columbus' fourth voyage resulted in the sad Spaniards learning about the Chantal Indians, word Americ, A M E R I K, which meant summit of the mountain, and which his crew 
Hispanized to America. The word that Vespucci's publisher, Wild Samuel, used when he translated Vespucci's book from the Latin Ricardo de Palma, related to the story in Cortes, Cortes Las India, which during 1504, the year 1504, where he was in Lima, Peru. His book is preserved in Madrid, Madrid, Spain National Archives. In a telephone conversation, Mr. Bill, he's mentioned that Amir, or A-M-Y-R, in Hebrew, Arabic also meant summit of a mountain. While the ancient Hebrew, Rick, signified something that was worthless, empty, or of no use, like wilderness. Amir, Rick, translated in mountain wilderness, likening it to the Americ and the Maya Kiftong of the Chantals and what is now Nicaragua or Nicaragua. Okay. In other words, the original application of the name America, America, which both has roots in the word Maru, Amir, A-M-E-R, or Amir, A-M-I-R, or Amir, A. M-Y-R, Hebrew, Arabic, meaning leader, commander, in front, peak or summit of a mountain. In Olmec and Mayan, Igmakel, and in the Algonquin, Mrika, meaning Mu, Moor, M-U, apostrophe U-R, Moor, capital M-O-O-R, Moro, capital M-O-R-O, more, capital M A U R did not apply to the Abion European settlers, invaders, or the descendants. These Moors, Moors eventually migrated to North America from Mexico and became known as Washita, Yamasi, and the Benishmael tribe. The Benishmael tribe was a collection of what is now known as Lenape, Elenabil. Wampanoag and Nanako Indians who migrated to Indiana and Illinois and referred to themselves as Moors, even though the United States government continued to classify them as Negroes in order to strip them of their indigenous rights. These same Moors are related to the Maroons, Moronos people, Maroon from the word Moronage, or American Spanish. Cameroon, fugitive, fugitives or runaways, lit living on mountaintops from Spanish Cima or Chima, C-I-M-A. Top summit was a term used to refer to a runaway slave in the West Indies, Central America, South America, and North America. Descendants of Maroon populations are found in Jamaica, Colombia, the Amazon River Basin and the American states of Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. Individual groups of Maroons often call themselves with the local indigenous tribes and occasionally assimilated into these populations. Maroons, Moroccans, Amarucans, A. Maroons, okay, Morocco, M A R O K O N S, and 
and it has to, has to hear in parentheses, A-M-A-R-U-K-A-N-S, Americans. Americans played, played an important role in the his, histories of Brazil, Suriname, Puerto Rico, Haiti, Cuba, and Jamaica. There, there is much variety among Maroon cultural groups because of differences in history, geography, African nationality, and the cultures of indigenous peoples throughout the Western Hemisphere. Maroon, Moroccan, Moroccan, Monacan settlements often possess a clannish outside identity. They sometimes develop Creole languages by mixing European tongues with their original African tongue languages. One such Maroon Creole language in surname is Saramacan. The Maroons, Moroccans, or Americans, or Americans created their own independent communities, which in some cases have survived for centuries and until recently remained separate from mainstream society. In the 19th, 20th centuries, Maroon, Moroccan, A-M-A-R-O-K-O-N, Moroccan, A-R-U-K-A-N, American. Communities began to disappear as foresters were raised, although some centuries, such as some, some countries, such as Guyana and Suriname, a later English word developed as is blackamoor, amour, a French word for love. The term moor is the root word of the Latin term amour, which means beloved, and was the term used in reference to the Moroccan kings who sailed via Spain and became religious leaders of the Vatican. The original Vatican priesthood was Coptic or Ethiopia. African Catholic equals Catholic, C-A-T-H-O-L-I-C, or Holy Cat of Egypt, symbolized by the Haru Akat, divine light of the physical body. As some people say, the Sphinx, which sat in the Giza Plateau. A lot of people saw this uh, lion with the uh, face in the sun. It's a giant, uh, giant statue. You will find it in Giza and Egypt. It has the front and has the back. And it says here, I am yesterday, I am tomorrow. That was the meaning of that symbol. It's called Haru, Haru Amakit. Some of you already have this information already, but I'm uh, just dropping it on the people who don't. All right. Okay, the biblical word for more is Moab. Hemitic Semitic meaning water, mother, father, heart. Metaphysical means emotions, desires of the heart. Thus, it originates the word Moabite. The Arabic word is al Moabit. It's derived from the Hebrew word Moabite. The word Moor is a corrupted word referring to specifically the people that came from Morocco. The Christians of the Iberian Peninsula, medieval Spaniards, and Portuguese stereotype all Moors. Melanos as Muslims, but they 
began to use the word exclusively, exclusively for Muslims. Even so, Moor or Moore may be a Muslim, but not all Moors are Muslims except by nature, but not by practice, even though there is a science in the practice of Islamic prayer. A Moor is a Moor regardless of his religion and cultural orientation or assumed ethnic identity. I'll read this again so everybody get this now. So uh, a lot of you won't say that in order to be a Moor, you got to be a Muslim or a Muslim or anything like that. Okay? I'm going to say this again. A Moor is a Moor regardless of his religion, cultural orientation, or assumed ethnic identity. The Moors are the original lineage of the planet Earth. Moor also means black lord or black god. The hieroglyphic would read MR depicting the owl and the lion. The word Moor is linked to the Arabic word Amir, A-M-E-R, which means prince, leader, or commander, such as Amir, al-Bahar, meaning commander of the sea. The western naval rank, Amuro, comes from the Arabic navy, the title Amir al-Bahar, which has been used for naval commanders and occasionally the ministers of marine or maritime. This is, the, this is where the English word admiral comes from, which is the term admiralty law. The admiralty law is the supreme law of the planet and definitely one of the oldest systems of law. The term rica derived from the Middle English word rick to means power rim. Power was, uh, was determined by bloodline and by wealth. That's term rich or reich in German. I know that some of you that are historians heard of the rise and fall of the Third Reich. Okay, that has that, uh, that's what it means in German. Okay, the sacred mounts and the Vedic tradition said to the center of seven continents. Moreover, according to the so-called Indian, Ab Original, Ab, A-B dash Original, meaning the very first original. Some people may may say, I don't like Aboriginal. I just uh, say original. Well, Aboriginal sounds better to me. I like being the very first original. But that's my opinion. That's my take on that. You know, I'm not trying to get it, get everybody to say they should say they're Aboriginal instead of original. I mean, it's on you. You know, it, it, I mean, is it, you know, that should be your opinion of who you are. But my opinion of who I am is that I'm an Aboriginal Indigenous American. Okay? Now, see it here. Aboriginal, natives, tradition of Central America. Mexico in North America is the Hopi, Navajo, Apache, and etc. They claim descent from the said first inhabitants or occupants, Moors, of that territory. The West has been kept a secret from the Europeans by the original indigenous people for a long period of time. The ancient lineage of the Moors who were inhabiting North and South America made Europe rich with slaves from America and gold and other raw materials during the 1800s. This discovery of secret rich and with slaves from America and gold 
and other raw materials during the 1800s. This discovery of trade routes led to the economic theft of some of the power of Africa's trade and the maneuvering of the European to the central stage of power through control over the most important people in trade in the world. The ancient Moors, Israel, America means the entire continent of North, Central, and South America. Some who, who, one who lives in Venezuela is also an American, which means more too. Okay. Another ancient name for America is Americat. Another ancient name is Aksa Samal. Aksa Samal is another ancient name for America. Call this by the people we call Carthaginians, Phoenicians. It means the remote North Continent, which verifies that they knew about the lower continent, South America. Algonquia was another name given to this land, which means the land of the frogs. It was given, it was given the name because the Moors or Muslims who were all acquainted with their ancestors, the Kama'at, Egypt of the West. In fact, Abraham Lincoln called portions of the Louisiana Purchase, or I can say the so-called Louisiana Purchase, the Egypt of the West. Algonquin, the name, this altar, then Assyrian or Assyrian birth, ritual where frogs were placed over the temple. Quarters representing a spiritual rebirth, and it is the root of the Algonquin language, which is a mixture of ancient languages, Punic, Hebraic, Arabic, and Medunetar. Ancient Kama, Kama Ashen. Egyptian languages. This is the language I, I speak. I'm learning how to speak now, as of the, uh, the Washita Choctaw nations, which what I am a Washita Choctaw Moor. This is the language what I'm speaking, Algonquin, and and uh, uh, these languages consist of the Algonquin language. Language uh, I just uh, read off to you. I'm not going to read it off to you again. These languages of the Algonquin language are a mixture of ancient language, Punic, Hebraic, Arabic, and Medunetar, meaning the divine words of God, the ancient Kamashian Egyptian languages. Okay? This following information is for a little more clarity of how the word Moor, M-U-P-U-R, or parentheses M-O-O-R, metaphysically ties into the L immense. You have either read it in, the, in this book or some other that states the Moors were the original inhabitants of West Africa or Mauritania, Morocco, Mali, etc. Two, these Africans were also referred to as Moor, M-U-U-R or Moro, M-O-R-O, and Morinos in Spain to mean black or more or more. So how many of you know that that we as uh, Moorish men, I don't like using the word Moorish too much, but we as Moorish men are referred to in Mexico and Spain as well as Marinos. Or how many of you know that our women are referred to as Morenas, as for women? 
They even have a song for our women, the Marinas, in Spain and in Mexico. Because I heard from uh, Peace Pia Bornham, Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Ben Johanan, or Jakanen, he said that the, uh, the women Moors in Europe raised hell in Europe. Not just the men, but the women as well. They raised hell in Europe just as equal as we did as men. During the uh, Moorish Empire ruled in Europe at one time. I want to get that out there too. Okay? Okay, Blackamoor, Moor. The word Moor extends from the word ill. Word, uh, that's one of my, uh, one of my uh, surnames. Okay? So, the word ill, word Moor is a short form of Algonquin. Algonquin word Saga Moor or Naga Moor, which means divine kings. The term, the Empress of Mu, also called Queen of Mu, or Mu, M-double-O, is found in the Brahmin Vedic text called Rig Veda. Ruka tells of a civilization, Mu, from which the word Mori, M-A-O-R-I, came fire or light. In the ancient Tamarian, Kamashian, Egyptian, Mu means water, as in emotions or, or mainly hydrogen and hydro, water and gen, gen, equals spirit or producer. Hydrogen itself is a conscious angelic nature of cherubim fire and the seraphim light. In other words, the mastery of the Kundalini Shakti, serpentine fire. After the destruction of Mu or El Muria, the survivors journeyed to America, Mexico. They became known as the Olmecs, Olmec Mayans. This is giving you just a history of the indigenous, in the, uh, of our, uh, our ancient indigenous foremothers and forefathers. And this is why the most divine or national movement that's why we stress so heavily on our people to not to call themselves black, our people of color, Negro, which means in Spanish and Latin is black as well, uh, African-American, because when you call yourself an African-American, uh, you're saying that you are Af- you're descendants uh, of Africa- Africans migrating, uh, 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 or you can say... Um, Migrating to uh, to the Americas, you're not really an American. You're disconnecting your birthright and your roots here in America, because you never hear a European calling himself a European American, because they know what that means. They might say I'm Irish American, or German American, or you no know, uh, French American, Italian American, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, but still, uh, there's some more that they have a. Uh, they still, you know, they they don't like them saying that, but because they still it still gives them ties to America. No, it does not. 
No, it does not. No, it does not. When uh, when a European say he is Irish American, Italian American, uh, German American, all they're saying is that there are uh, descendants of pilgrims, immigrants. They're descendants of German, Irish, Italian immigrants that came to America. And their roots go back to Ireland, Germany, and Italy. That's what they're actually saying. They still dis- disconnected themselves from America, which they are not connected to America anyway. Same thing, thing when you say that you are African American, uh, you're saying you are descendants. You're, uh, uh, you are descendants of those Africans that are immigrants that immigrate immigrants to America. Therefore, you disconnect yourself from the Americas, from the North, Central, South America, and the adjoining islands, which is the Americanas. And I say it again, I say it again, I have a word for a lot of these, uh, the indigenous tribal nations in America, especially in North America, that claims that Moors are not um, indigenous to this land. And when you say that, make that statement, them dumbass statements like that, that proves to me that you haven't done your homework like you claimed you have. Those you talk about always always check the congressional records. Well, we are in the congressional records, especially the Treaty of Peace and Friendship between the Moorish nations, tribal nations, and the Europeans. Okay. The Omens or Omeg, Mayan, Inca, Kuchua, word for Moor, M-U-R-E-S-A-M-A-R-U, is Amaru, meaning shining serpent or royal serpent, which symbolizes the seat of light called the Kundalini Chakra and the Ura. Amura, Amuru was named of the last royal Inca, Kundalini Yoga, by Sri Swami Samananda. He states the esoteric meaning of the word Maru. Man is a microcosm. Cosm. Whatever exists in the outer universe exists in him. All the tatvas and world and worlds are within him. And so is the supreme Shiva Shakti. The body may be divided into two, two main parts. Namely, the head and the trunk, on the on on the one hand, and the legs, and on the other hand, in man, the center of the body is between these two, at the base of the spine, where the legs begin supporting the trunk, and throughout the whole body there is the spinal cord. This is the axis of the body, just as Mount Maru is, that the axis of the earth, the axis of the earth. Hence, man's spine is called Morudanda, Morudunda, the Muru or Axis Staff, in the Celestial Ship of the North, by E. Valencia Stroughton. She chose to cause the word Maru. Maru, Garden of the Tree of Life, the pole or polar region said to be like the seed cup of the lotus, the lotus of 
of immensity. Maru was called the great world's altar stairs by which men men could climb heavenward. At each state, a planetary heaven was established in their different cycles of time. Maru was also a name for the thigh, the matrix, or the mother occultist, have described it as the exalted mass of glory, the veritable haunts of the gods and heavenly choristers, not to be reached by sinful men, because guarded by the serpents, these were the fiery serpents, the wing wheels, its four rivers or cardinal points of the, of the world were symbolizing the four sacred animals, the protector, the protectors of mankind who were the watchers over the karma on earth. That's where they get the uh, the gospels from. Also, Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, the four gospels. And that's the word you are. you get the letters news from. Northeast, west, south. Then you have news. Spring, summer, fall, winter. The four seasons of of the year. We have four books in the deck of cards. Each card in the deck of cards, you have 52 cards. Five and two is seven. You have 52 weeks in, in a year. You have, that's a full cycle. Cycle means circle. Then you have a circle seven. I'm going to move along here. Okay, I'm going to start again here. The four rivers or cardinal points of the world were symbolized in the four sacred animals, the protectors of mankind who were the watchers over karma on earth. Maru was the celestial mountain where the gods and the highest celestial beings dwell, as well as the mythical birthplace. Astronomically, the celestial pole, the throne of Jehovah. Ru is the mouth of the outlet. Maru is also imaged as an island, a lotus, a tree, co-types of emanations from the water. It was celestial. Says here, the Maru people of Canaan, Egypt, Ethiopia, Cush, Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, and down into such into South Africa are the descendants of the Maru people, Moors, Moors here in the Americas. What is the connection between the Moors, Mars, and Tamar Egyptians? They are one and the same people. Get it? They are one and the same. People that are always the view of chiefs and chiefs are always talking about that you are not Moors uh, and all this nonsense. What is, and always talking about that you are attached to the land. Okay, what is a moor? That's what a moor is. A woman or man or child that is attached to the soil of the land of the earth and to the waters, rivers, ponds, lakes, to the seas and oceans of the earth. That is a moor. Before you start opening up your mouth to talk about you are attached, if you are attached uh, to this land, well, you are more. Are you attached to the soil of the uh, of the land of the earth or not? You can say that you're not a more. Okay, you're not a more. Okay, so you're saying that you are not attached to the soil of the land. 
because land means board, and board means land. It also means water, lakes, rivers, oceans and seas, ponds. So you're saying you're not attached to any of these? That entity that I mentioned, that is part of the earth? You do the math. Okay, the people designated as Kushites or Kamites by Gerald Massey were called Neolithic Negroes by Dr. Churchward in his pioneer work, The Origin and Evolution of the Human Race, and tracing the ancient inhabitants of, of Egypt back to the Great Lakes region of Africa. Says here, in Those Wonderful Ethiopians of the Ancient Kushite Empire by Drusilla Dungey Houston, she states, Ethiopians were the first men that ever lived, the only true Atoshtenes race. Atoshtenes mean those who spring forth from the soil of the earth. I say it again. Atoshtenes mean, or Atoshtan means one or those who spring forth from the soil of the earth. Sound like a boar, doesn't it? The term or the word boar, Atoshtenes, uh, both mean the same thing, doesn't it? Okay, let me move along. And the first two institute the worship of the gods and the rites of sacrifice. Egypt itself was a colony of Ethiopia. Uh, Ethiopia actually is Abyssinia. Okay. All right. And the law and script of both lands were naturally the same, but the hieroglyphic script was more widely known to the vulgar in Ethiopia than in Egypt. Vulgar meaning the common people. Okay. Diodorus Siculus, book, uh, chapter three. This knowledge of this knowledge of writing was universal in Ethiopia, but it, but was confined to the priestly classes alone in Egypt. This was because the Egyptian priesthood was Ethiopian. The highly developed Marodic inscriptions are not found in Egypt, north of the first cataract, or in Nubia, south of Soba. These are differences we would expect to find between a colony and a parent body. Herodotus says that Moreau was a great city and metropolis. Most of his buildings were of red brick. 800 B.C. at Napata, the buildings were of hard stone. The Cyclopedia of Biblical Literature says there is every reason to conclude that the separate Colonies of priesthood spread from Moreau into Egypt, and the primitive monuments in Ethiopia strongly confirmed the native tradition supported by Diodorus Siculus that the worship of Zeus, Amen, originated in Moreau, also the worship of Osiris. This would render highly probable the opinion that commerce, science, art descended into Egypt from the Upper Nile. Herodotus called the Ethiopians wise men occupying the upper Nile, men of long life, whose manners and customs pertain to the Golden Age. But that's, that was all that was written there before it was cut off. Okay? But I hope a lot of you are getting what I'm saying here, what I'm dropping to, on you tonight about indigenous history. And a lot of us need to know our indigenous history. I know there are a lot of you who want to know a lot about 
uh, the UCCs, the UCC filing uh, ones, and UCC3s, and uh, want to know how to authenticate your birth certificates, and so you become the sole owner of the birth certificates, and that's what we all need to do. That's what we all need to do because you want to protect what's yours. You got boys out uh, out here that are talking about uh, you shouldn't deal with these stupid UCCs and the danger of the UCCs. Now, the only use on the time when the UCCs are dangerous is when you misuse them. It's the misuse of the UCCs is when they become dangerous. A lot of you want to come out here and buy homes, uh, SUVs, and motorcycles, yachts, and, and mansions, and stuff like that. That's not how that works. It's for discharging debt. And, and that's what it is for, discharging debt. Not to go out here and buy a lot of luxuries and things like that. Because a lot of people are, are getting the misunderstanding of the UCCs. It's the misunderstanding of the UCCs and the ignorance of the how the UCCs use the UCCs is when they become a danger. I want to get that out there also. I'm not speaking on the UCC tonight. I'm speaking on indigenous history. But I said I just put, put that out there uh, for those who do not really understand the Uniform Commercial Code. Because that is part of, uh, of what you call uh, a part of the law of the high seas. But I'm here to explain to, to you these are also Moorish laws. These are laws of the Moors because at one time in history we were had command of the high seas. Now they call them Uniform Commercial Code, but it's still Moorish law. Like mooring, mooring means to guide your ship and to anchor into a land. That's what mooring means. It all got to do all those, all of that got to do with us as moors, and so does commerce. Because when you want to build a nation, you're talking about up, uplift of uh, fallen humanity. Okay. You want uh, to keep it up, keep it uplifted, no, keep it lifted up, and keep and keep your nation lifted up as well. Because if you want to have a nation and build a nation, you must, you must, you must be able to survive in commerce. You must know commerce. You must know how the UCC is to protect your assets. Okay, I'm through with that. I'll probably get on that UCC lecture at another time. But now I'm keeping on going on with the indigenous history of the Moors. Okay? Okay, furthermore, in the wonderful Ethiopians of the ancient Kushite Empire by Drusilla Dungey Houston, she states, developing during the long ages and the Chaldean inscriptions the vertical name of Ethiopia was Miruk, M-I-R-U-K-H, and its maritime enterprise was very distinctly recognized. This civilization brought by Kushites to Chaldean must have developed 
in that first common cradle of mankind that the Greeks are located upon the upper Nile. M. D. Bone tells us in early Cushite navigation that the Cushite Ethiopians is primitive. Uh, the, the Cushite Ethiopians in primitive ages were a commercial people. It was due to the conquest of the sea that they so early covered three continents and colonies. With their ships, they had in ancient days a circ a circumnavigated the globe, bequeathing maps, charts, nautical instruments to their cousins and and successors. The Phoenicians were called themselves Ethiopians. Cushite supremacy was everywhere, marked by progress in the industries and science. Okay. The note: the vernacular name of Ethiopia was. Meruk, M-I-R-U-K-H, or Maruka, M-E-R-U-K-A. Put the letter A in front of it. It is a, a Maruka. Therefore, say everywhere the so-called Ethiopians live, which was all around the world, a Maruka, the land of the immortals. As Professor Houston refers to Ethiopians related to Amu, A-M-U, people called the Twa people. Uh, uh, people usually call them, refer to them as midgets, but they are the Twa, okay? The Twa were the first men that ever lived, the only truly autochthonous race, the original peoples of planet Earth. Ethiopia was so-called Barbara, which is the word Berber, is derived. Thus, the origin of the word Barbara, which is a Masonic code word for Moors. Okay? The concept of God and the traditional faith of the Maru people of Kenya by Marie Deden Gattari states, that these covers the concept of God and the traditional faith of Maru people, but the background goes back to African traditional religion in general. Maru is located in the eastern part of Mount Kenya. The world began with literature review and field based on oral tradition, which indicates that Maru people came from the northern Africa, moved to Canaan, Maru, south of Egypt, Maru, Arusha, Bambasa, and finally through the China river to their present land. The Maru people also claim that they came along with all Bantu-speaking communities in eastern, southern, and central Africa. And, and the Bantu, and I have to remind you, the Bantu tribal nation still exists today. Okay? Okay. Ancient historians like Herodotus, Herodotus, Credit the Nubian, Twa, Kushite, Ethiopian, Kamashian as being the first people on earth. Herodotus says that the Egyptians, Ethiopians, Nubians, Carthaginians, Colchians are the same people, people having woolly hair and black skin, although that is not confirmed or confined to them. But the Ethiopians are the best example of these people. Some accounts state that the Kama. Kamashian Egyptian civilization came out of 
Ethiopia, which is a term used to designate the land south of Kamaan Egypt, or Kamaan Egypt, or the Upper Nile Valley, or was alternatively used to refer to the entire Afrokan continent. Theodorus of Sicily writes, the Ethiopians say that the Egyptians are one of their colonies, which was brought into Egypt by Osiris or Asaru. Ancient Kamashians or the Egyptians have pinpointed their own ancestral origins to the Mount Arazori range in the East African Cradle, otherwise known as the Mountains of the Moon. Most of the customs, customs and traditions of the Nubians were passed on to the ancient Tamarino, Kamashians, Egyptians, even some of the gods like Ptah and Amun, Amun, which were originally Kush or Kushmir, Nubian gods. The terms Kush, Semites, Phoenician, Mesopotamia, Kush, and Kish, Central and, and, and Indo-Kush, East named India, Nubia, Sudan, Egypt, and the Ethiopian Somalia. A treacherous Somalia, Tanzania, you are often used interchangeably, are often used interchangeably. Ethiopia was the name given to Kush by the Greek and Romans who applied the, uh, who applied other localities to the territory as well. Okay. Now we can read Points of Stolen Legacy, written by George G. James. He states that the Moors are the custodians of the ancient mysteries of Egypt. The Moors are Marus, M-E-R-U-S, are not just the custodians, but the guardians of the high priest of the sacred teachings read. The Teachings of Ptah Hotep, the oldest book in the world, by Dr. Isa G. Hillard, Larry Williams, and Nia Damali. The character of the owl, meaning wise, ones, or wisdom, the all-seeing eye, all-eyed seeing, and the mouth of Ra called Ra, meaning light, equals Ra-Ru, or Ura, Allah, Allah, Uma, Elohim. The Moors, the Moors, Moors, or Moors, are the Netivu, Nagas, Niggers, Nagas, teachers, or gods. Goddess, the old, the owl, can turn its head all the way around, hence being able to, to see in all directions, like our pineal glands. The mind eye can see in all directions, whether it's past, present, or future. Hmm. Says here, Mary, M-E-R, the guardian of, the oldest definition of the word, more, M-A-U-R, or more. Remember, all vowels and interchangeably in the language of the Kamal, Kamal means deity, Amen, the hidden one, as well as it means high priest. Let's not confuse, because Jamal, Egypt, is actually a remnant of which came from Elmuria, or, or they known as Lemuria, Mu, and Atlantis, even Samaria. Samaria is an extension of Tamari. Tamare, the word Kemetic, is not the name of the people who resided in Tamaro. In Tamare, or land of truth and light, they were known as Kamau, K 
K-K-A, apostrophe M-A-U. Remind me of the word Mau or D-Mau Okay, the spirit of light. Commit in the name of the name of the black soil. The soil is red because of the catalyst that happened many years ago. The Ibris Pipers. Not the black people. Kim New is the term for black people, as we have erroneously have been taught. The Maru, Moors or Moors or Maos, Moors are a complete nation of high priests knew knew that the high, highest knowledge was to know that man and creation are one and the same. It says here, the Washington Nation of Moors, spelled M-W-R-S, a historical synopsis, Peru, Mexico, Isabella, now Cuba, USA, Canada, and Alaska are European inventions, which comprises the land of the cultured Moors. I'll read this over again so people can completely understand what I'm talking about here. Peru, Mexico, Isabella, now Cuba. Cuba used to be known as Isabella. USA, Canada, and Alaska are Europeans' inventions, which comprises the land of the cultured Moors, the descendants from the ancient Amuru nation, the Amuru Washital Moors. The fathers of the civilization began on the great island empire of Mu, Lemuria, when about 8,000 years ago, a natural catastrophe overwhelmed that ancient motherland. Some to its survivors made their way to what has since become known as North, Central, and South America. The Washita Nation of Moors are an indigenous people of North America. The Oshita, otherwise known as the Olmec, which had been originally associated with the Washita. According, the Washita have been the primary group of a more general population of indigenous peoples identified in history as El Muru, the Moors. Known to the Spanish and the French, the Washita have come to be known in English as Adina Habawalian people, identified with puny Iberian affinity, maintaining an Andalusian Carthaginian heritage. As such, the Washita have been associated with the Eastern Algonquin Native Americans, having acquired an ancient Egyptian as well as Punic script and vocabulary as they have appeared in the epigraphic record of North America. Now this is this is this is this should be especially for those who have said that the Washita Moors are not indigenous to North America. And this has been recorded. This is uh I mean I mean this has been recorded this is recorded history. And I will, I will refer to you the ones who does say that 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 uh, Moors are not indigenous to this land. Uh, read the book of the First World Order by uh, Dr. Asul Alim Lutapak El Bay. Book called uh, read his book called the First World Order, and it will set everything for you, everything straight for you. You can believe it or not, you all you can take it a little long. 
You can take it or let it alone. I don't care what you do with it. All I'm doing is dropping the knowledge tonight and trying my best to enlighten the people, trying my best to enlighten the unlightened. Some of you that call yourselves scholars and historians, a lot of you still not uh, are still unlightened. I know I have a lot to learn. Like I said it before and I say it again, I have never, I don't even tell people I'm a scholar. I don't tell them I'm a know-it-all. No, I'm too smart for that. I'm still a student. I'm still a child when it comes to a lot of these histories and sciences. Moreover, Amaruka is derived from Amun Raka, an ancient America, the term of Ka or Ika, in the language of the Inca of Peru, means raised land, mountains, highland. The term Amaru means plum feathered serpent. The ancient title Amaruka means land of the plum serpent. Maru, Amaru is a rainbow serpent who was in the creator of the world, referred to as the Kundalini in the Vedic text. This was borrowed by the migrants from Asia who settled in America, who now erroneously call themselves Native Americans. All over Africa, the serpent with its tail in its mouth called the Orobius is the symbol of the creator Kundalini Shiva, Creatress Kundalini Shakti, and very often associated with the rainbow. This rainbow serpent can be found in the Fan Vudan as as Da and Aida, Guido in Yoruba, Ifa, Orishi, Arisha as Samari and Adomari. Nian Kautan and Nyan Kopan. Again, they are the Ra Amen and Raita Aminta Amenet and K Namo Namao, the African who migrated to ancient America, building pyramids and mounds all over the North Central and South American continents, of course, brought their spiritual system called religion with them. I hope a lot of you are enjoying this, this historical uh, lecture I'm giving tonight. There's a lot of information in there dealing with indigenous history. A lot of dealing with our indigenous, indigenous history of who we really are. But a lot of it, like I said, a lot of us want to learn a lot of these other things uh, about trust and uh, foreign trust stuff like that, but we need to know who we are, because all this goes back to our nationality, all of it does. Okay.
The Serious Mystery, written by Robert Temple, reveals a meddlementary character for the word more. Read this again. The Serious Mystery, written by Robert Temple, reveals a meddlementary character for the word more. Moro, Moor, Maru, Maru, Moro, Mar, and etc. One must know that in the ancient languages dialects there are no vowels. The character of the owl and below is an oval shape O, which translates as M R. As you know, these are there are no vowels in Tamarian script. Many of the European Masons hold on to this secret. The words have many meanings, such as water, energy, governor, captain, and lord of the earth. Also, the same character in another book called The Ancient Egyptian Hieroglyphics for Beginners by Dr. Moata Ashby. So it's clear that the word M-R or more, or more goes back to time immemorial. I'll read this again. I'm going to read it again. By Dr. Moata Ashby. So it is clear that the word M-R or more, M-U-U-R or more, M-O-O-R, goes back to time and memorial. Again, this is for you that uh, keep on saying that more is not an ancient term or word. Okay? The owl is also in the front of the of the one dollar bill over the right side. It is above the one on the left hand side. It is said to be the symbol of the Old Testament, God Moloch, whom children, men and women were sacrificed. Allegedly by this same God worship at the home of the Bohemian Grove in California where political and corporate heads come together. The word Moloch is Hebrew Aramaic. It is the same as the Arabic word Malik, meaning king, one of the attributes of Allah, or A dot L dot L dot A dot H. The owl is also the pet of Pallas, Athena, in Greece. The owl is an important symbol to secret societies, representing wisdom because of its ability to see in the dark. Occult simple means hidden. Owls have, owls have the uncanny ability to, to know, to not only see in the dark or what is hidden, much, uh, much like their secret society. Member counterparts, but they can also rotate their heads nearly 360 degrees, seeing in all directions. Note, since the symbol of Meru or Moor is an owl, or owl, and the so-called elite of the world worship a 50-foot-tall a owl at the Bohemian Grove in California. What, what significance does this have for the Moors? Manly P. Hall, a 33rd-degree Freemason and a Rosicrucian, believed America was part of the plan to institute world democracy. Elizabeth Van Brown, The Secret of the Illuminati, states that Francis Bacon, William Shakespeare, because William Shakespeare was Frank 
was uh, Francis Bacon. Uh, Francis Bacon's uh, mystic code was a was a mystic code word for Francis Bacon. Like Prince Hall was a mystic uh, person or mystic code for um, for a for a Benjamin Banneker. For those who that are Masons, believe it or not. Benjamin Banneker's name was Emmanuel Muali or Benjamin Balaka. Muali Bey was his name. Okay? Believe it or not. Okay? It says, says St. Germain wrote the book New Atlantis, had formed with the aid of his secret society. Shakespearean Council, Rosicrucians, the plan for the colonization of the Western Hemisphere. The northern continent of America had been dear to be the land of a de- democratic rule by demons. Uh, oh. Rule by all, what you call Democrat, being the means of the rule of the crazy demon. Let's go on here. <clears throat> that followed Atom, Atom, Tim, Dem, where democracy or Democrat comes from, Commonwealth states thousands of years before Columbus to, to sell for its shores. William T. Steele's book called The New World Order mentioned the origin for the name of America. Steele wrote that in 1895 magazine named Lucifer. That America is derived from the word Amaruka. Amaruka. A M A U, I mean M A R U C A. James Percy gave view of the meaning of the word America. Percy wrote that called Amaruka means land of the serpent. Robert B. Stacy Muller wrote. Of this also, by Manly P. Hall, wrote in his book, America's Assignment with Destiny, that since the serpent is frequently a symbol of Lucifer, Uriel is one of the seven archangels. It is no exaggeration that the extra polite from that America may well mean land of Lucifer or land of light. Because well, that's what Lucifer means, one who bears the light. It has nothing to do with the devil or any man with two horns in his head and with a pitchfork. That's the, that's the more nonsense that the Abiana has put out, you know, for a lot of the people to fall for. Also, Lucifer is also the planet Venus. Because Venus is the first light that comes before the sun. Okay. Scholar J.A. Rogers' statement is true that the original inhabitants of Europe were blackamoors, according to what they never told you in history class by Indus Kemet Kush. He records, page 222, the first moors were black. Moor, the, the race, it is, as it occurs in European. Heraldry also means Negro. Encyclopedia 
uh, Arabica, Volume 3, pages 68 to 69. 1913, the Greeks, as was said, used maros, M-A-U-R-O-S, to mean black or dark, and the Romans used it for the Negroes. Uh, now, let me stop right here. The reason why they said this is because they were describing what Moors look like, not who we are. Okay, I still said, I said again, Moor does not mean black. Uh, I just told you a few minutes ago what more meant, so I'm not going to repeat it. Okay? Okay, I'll read this again. The Greeks, as was said, used models it to mean black or dark, and the Romans used it for the Negroes, woolly hair like a moor, says Marshall of, uh, uh, says, uh, Marshall and other passages from Romans writers quoted by chapter three of of this work to Claudian to Claudian Moors Ethiopians and Negritans that is Negroes were one and the same. He speaks of the Moors who dwell beside the waters of Gare, most famous of the rivers of Ethiopia that overflows its banks as if it had been another Nile. The Gear referred to here as the Niger or Niger or Nagar or Debello Gardonico, 249-54 or 189, page 189-93. to uh, 93. Most interesting in this demonstration that the word Moro was given to a name to Ethiopians by the Greco-Roman Empire and that Moro, therefore, may have been a forerunner of the word Mari, M-A-U-R-I, which means more. Maros were so named because of their dark color and origins of Maru, Maru, Moor, or Moor. General of African Civilization, April 1981, Sir William Smith says that the Moors were known as the Alexandrian dialect as black and that the Moors must not be considered a different race from the, from the Numidians. Dictionary of Greek and Roman Geographic, pages 294 to 297. Also, Mauritania, which means land of the Moors. The Moors were known as black people, but it says here, J. A. Rogers, great men of color, uh, the history of the wars, the Vandalic War, the index says Moors, black race of Africa. They were being descriptive, not being uh, identifying us as being black. I want people to understand that. As I told you before, boy, does not mean black? So I'm not going to get into that. Okay, so it says, now we must understand and overstand and understand that the Amu people were already global people. Before the so-called continental drift or pole shift, Spreading out over and into all land masses, Pangea, the names Amu, Mu, Moor, Moor, Moro, Morocco. There is a difference between the kingdoms and the empire. Morrison, which means son of a Moor, Al Morocco, Amuru, Ameru, Amer, Meru, Miro, Miro, Mer, Marie, Mary, Maya, 
all have the same root, and all are derivatives referring to, to the oldest people on the face of the planet. Chem were possessors, called call in Greek, Melanites. Well, you know, it was all kind of, uh, called Pangaea at one time before the Great Drift. A lot of us was left here in the Americas, and a lot of us was left there in Africa, or what they call Africa. It says, uh, I was told that uh, uh, Massa Musa of the, I think it was the Mali Empire, at one time has sent, uh, I think one time sent 800 ships and only five, to America, and only five came back in the year 1311. And in 13, 13, if I can remember, I don't, don't quote me on that because I may be wrong, but uh, he also sent uh, 20,000 ships to the Americas. You know, but I'm here to tell you that before that happened, a lot of us were already here long before the first African came. Okay? You disagree with me if you want to. That's all right. I can handle that. Here you have the Kingdom of Hawaii, of the Hawaiian Nation, or Hawaii Nation, International Peace Treaty with the Empire of Washington, D. de Bamundia. His, his, his Majesty, Akali Nui, King and Sovereign Ruler of the Kingdom of Hawaiian Nation. Because you know Hawaiians are boys too, if you didn't know that. Well, I'm telling you now. Okay? They are also boys. Her Highness, Veriachi T.R. Washita, Tunica Augustin L. Bay, Empress of the Empire Washita D. Damandia, place and date, signed on the island of Maui in the Kingdom of Hawaii, the 30th day of the third month of the year of our Lord and Savior, the King of Kings, 1,997. For those who didn't know Maui, as a Hawaiian ancient name for more. Says here, preamble, know all men and all women this day that the Empress of Washington for first hereby proclaims peace and the warmest love to the good and kind king of Hawaii. His Majesty Akawanui, to Her Highness Akawani, and to the people of the Kingdom of Hawaii, and will ask His Majesty Akali Nui and Her Highness Akal Wahini likewise extend aloha and peace to the people of the Empire Washita de Damandia, the remnant of the ancient mound builders of Mu, ancient ones, all ancient family, all ancient, it was cut off, so <clears throat> I can't read the rest. Okay. Here's the remnant of the Elmurian. This is Hawaiian, the last queen, Lily of Kalani, 1893. During the same year, Sergeant William Reynolds from Army Intelligence 
in Oahu is one of the leading authorities reported the ruins of a submerged Elburian Lemurian city between Oahu and Maui. Name in their Kushite language. Ula means vacate. When the Olmecs discovered that there was actually a North Ula and the South Ula, the word Ula means plural and which means Atlan, Atia, which is the word which where the word Atlantis come from. Plato said, Now the island of Atlantis there was a great and wonderful empire which had ruled over the whole island and several others, the Caribbean as well as parts of the continent of North, South and Central America. And besides these, they subjected parts of Libya, Africa, within the columns of Heraclius, Gibraltar, as far as Egypt and of Europe, as far as Tyrrhenia, both Atlan and Atlantis, or El Muria. Lemuria were above the ocean water level over 32,000 years ago. There was a catalytic, catalytic event around 30 years ago, and that sank a portion of Atlantis. A second event took place 19,000 years ago that caused much of the destruction of Atlantis. On what has been figured on June 5th, 10,498 years ago, there was an opposition of the sun, Venus, moon, and earth. It was then that the three large islands across the Atlantis sank. Because we have a long history with Hawaii, too, that some of us call Samoans. The South was referred to by Mexicans as Aslan, a piece of Mayan and Aztec mythology whose Location was not determined to be in the U.S. until 1968. In the Plato Republic, Timus and Cretius, and in a Camassian, Egypt, Egyptian, Sim humanity, I'm going to see. You remember a single dialogue only. They became the people that would be called the Camassian, Egyptian, or the She people, Olmecas. Mayans, Aztecs, Incas, Totex, and Native Americans of North America, even as Tibetans. Huh. Taken from whoever they told you in history class by Indus Kush Kemet. Indus Kemet Kush. In the fourth century, a Chinese missionary under the Shang dynasty named Xu Xin came to America in search of his people who were the East Yi people, or you could say black Chinese. When the Chinese arrived, they encountered the Olmecs, the Xi, the Xi, Xi, who had already been living in, on the land. The Chinese considered the Olmecs and produced the Aboriginal, the Aboriginal. The Olmecs gave the lowest kingdom, the lower kingdom, to these Aborigines. The Aborigines called the land of Mushan, which is a combination of the Olmecan, Assyrian, Aramaic word. Mu, which means one, and the Chinese word Shin, or Shen, named after Zhu Shen did. You know that there 
is oh, let's see. is there is a province in China today called Shan, and this is is the site of the only Chinese pyramid. There's some of you that seen this pyramid that they had in certain documentaries and on YouTube supposed to be given rival to the Great Pyramid in Giza, in Egypt. That's why a lot of the Chinese people in China can't tell you who built that pyramid. But by being beside those who know better, they were the Xi people. Or you can say, or I can say, the Chinese Moors. The Mexican Empire, Mexican, or eventually Mexican or Mexico. The Aborigines call themselves Mexicans, and they remix with the Olmecs, which resulted in a subtribe called Hopi. The Hopi clan was taught the religion of the Dogon and given the secrets of the stars. Several hundred years later, the Hindu East Indians arrived in Mexico and they bred in with the Mexicans and produced Mongoloid tribes like the Inuit and Eskimo, who migrated far north of Canada and Alaska. In the Chronicles of the Chinese, it's, it speaks about the travels in North America over 1,000 years ago. It refers to the native or entirely black. They talk many Twa people. These people have clothing, caps, sashes, and swords. They have tigers and panthers, which are gentle and tame. They eat millet and wild beasts and have numerous varieties of birds. All right. Now, it says here, according to a history of African Omex, published by First Books Library, not a single European nation, tribe, or kingdom is responsible for the presence of Moors in America. The very first people of of Negroid African race arrived in the Americas over 30,000 years ago, according to National Geographic. article on the people of America and the revelation of the peopling of America, I'm sorry, and the revelation that more than 50 skulls represented Africans and the people of Africoid Aboriginal type similar to the Melanesia and Australia were found in Brazil. In Brazil, Dr. Reverend Rodin Amin-Ra, author of The Forgotten Truth about Racism in America, The History I mean, the hidden ancestral identity of the black American, Volume 1, agree that the, the new fertile homeland, Americas, was given to the black American mound builders as promised, as a promised land before the floods 
separate the east from the west. According to Earthways, the newsletter of the Sojourner True Farm School, August 1995, reprinted in the Freedom Press newsletter. Spring 1995, spring 1996, Empress Veriachi, Tiara, Washita, Washington, Tunica, or Turner, Gustin L. Bay states that the Washita were and still is a nation of Afro-Rakanu Europeans arrived. Well, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Still, the nation of Afro-Rakanu Africans who existed in the southern, in the southern U.S. and Mississippi Valley region long before the 16th century Europeans arrived, and even before there were Native Americans, or, or we call the so-called Red Man, or the Indians you see on television and the movies and all that, because they, that's, that's all they show, you know, to the public, and that's all what the people they're used to looking at, because they're definitely, they're definitely not the aboriginal indigenous people of this land. I know if you, I know a lot of you have heard of the Northwestern Dictionary, 1828 edition, that America being the copper-colored, or the various copper-colored races that the Europeans have found in this country. Now, the title applies to Europeans. But you see these Indians on... <clears throat> these Native Americans, so-called Native American Indians, on uh, by these Western movies and on television and the like, they are nowhere near a copper complexion. Nowhere near it. Okay? So you know they cannot be the original Americans. The Native Americans, the so-called red man on the lands of the Washita, once occupied and still occupied today. Indigenous people have been all over the world, and specifically on the North American continent, for a hundred or for a hundred thousands of years. Actually, these were the same Washita here in the Americas even before the Africans or the Afro Kamau arrived dating to when all the continents of the world were one. Their lands, the lands of all the earth, were known by the indigenous term Mu. Hear what they said? The indigenous people have been all over the world, and specifically on the North American continent for hundreds of thousands of years. Actually, they were some Washington here, and the Americas, even before the Africans. I had to read that over again. I had to read that over again because we are not Africans. A lot of us are of African descent. But we've been over here over hundreds of thousands, even to some may say in the millions. I don't know. Of years. If those of you that call yourself African-Americans pan-Africanist, and all the rest of this crazy mess nonsense. You know, you're hanging on to this bullshit. You know, me, I'm a pan-Americanist, if I'm anything. 
I'm not an African I'm an American. Period. I'm not African, and neither are you. Sure, there were some uh, of our people came from Africa and slave ships, but it wasn't nowhere near that many as they try to perpetrate it in the movies, like Roots, which was false, and other uh, uh, and other uh, movies that dealing with the slave trade. Okay, the Amu people, Amuians, misnomer, the Amuians, also called the Twa, misnomer pygmies, as stated earlier, are the oldest people on the planet Earth. Their descendants are the said Ethiopian misnomer, Nolitic Negroes, Abyssinians, Barbarians, Cushites, Nubians, Sabians, and etc. They are the first to enter Tamaray, Kama'at. Egypt, the first they set up the ancient mystery schools and built the temples and Muru pyramids. The Dogons were the, were the ancient astrology, astronomy priesthood that left Tamari, Tamari around 6,000 B.C. That's 8,000 years ago, moving westward to eventually Mali. The Dogon descendants are the Z people, called later the Olmecas. When the Dogons migrated to America, they also imported the rubber tree, which is only indigenous to Africa. The Olmecans were dark-skinned, thick lips, and white-nosed Africanu, Africans just as they are portrayed in the Stoneheads. Other Olmecans migrated to Southeast America and established the settlements. By research also, my research also suggests that the Olmecs or the Olmecas mixed with the Mauritania, Morocco Moors, traded, established settlements by, okay, uh, traded that's become known as Washoe, Washita, and they established governments and sovereign nations thousands of years prior to the arrival of the, of the Europeans. Note, this was part of the second impact. There were people here in the Americas prior to the continental drift or great earthquake. These Moors, Moors were the people who built the great Meru pyramids and Tequino, the Tequino mounds all over Mexico, South America, Peru, Canada, Alaska, Georgia, that scattered all through North America along the Mississippi River and its tributaries are found mounds built out of stones and stones of earth. The people who built them were called the Mound Builders, and they were the descendants of the ancient Amu people, called El Murians, or misnomered Lamurians, and the latter, Malian Moor Omex. This is, this, is, this is your history. This is our history. This is who we are. Like I said before, I have, I have been with people uh in North Carolina, uh, this last March, I had because I was sick. I was supposed to leave about two day, days ago, but they they wouldn't let me leave, uh, and they took took great good care of me too. And these people have never been slaves. Their ancestors were never were slaves. 
They, they own acres and acres and acres of land in North Carolina. They're saying that uh, we are descendants of slaves. That's the far that a lot of our people can go to or go back to. But no, we are not descendants of slaves. We are descendants of kings and queens, mound builders, people of great science. Well, we are educated and uh, civilized the European people of Europe because they were a backward people. This is not a racist statement I'm making. I'm, uh, uh, this is a factual statement I'm making. It's got, got nothing to do with uh, whether I like who I like or whether I like some or dislike somebody or not. It's got nothing to do with it. The one thing I don't hate, that's a waste of time and energy. Because when you spend a lot of your energy and time on hate, it produces sickness and disease, believe it or not. It makes one sick. Because you have a lot of that negative energy in you. I can talk to any European, I can talk to any Asiatic man or woman or child. Because I'm a I'm a I'm I'm a peace and kind person to people who are peaceful and kind to me. I have no problem with being peaceful and kind to any European that is peaceful and kind toward me. I have no problem with that. But if you want to be warlike and violent toward me, then I can be warlike and violent toward them. Or as well as any other Asiatic person for that matter. This is your history. See, in, in the 1969 an article written by Basil Davidson, titled Africans Before Columbus. This article reflected on the information Columbus brought back from the New World. Alexander von Rubenau is a South American historian, and he taught pre-Columbian art history at the University of the Americas. He also, also found the Humanities Americas collection at San Angel. Von Rubenau wrote Unexpected Faces in America in 1975. These are, uh, I can say this, uh, let me say this over again. Von Rubenau wrote Unexpected Faces in Ancient America in 1975. These are just a few of the historians who support this theory. There are many more. The leading researcher on this subject today was the late Ivan Van Sertima, who has written several books on the subject. Ben Sertima was a professor at Rutgers University. He delivered a lecture to the Smithsonian Institute on November 1, 1991, as a part of Symposium, Race, Discord, and the Origin of the Americas, a New World View of 1942. Many historians deny these, this pre-Columbian African presence and believe ignoring it is the best way to deal with it. 
it has been documented that two different African civilizations made the voyage to the Americas. The first one was the 25th Dynasty, Egypt, in 751 to 656 before a common era. Any voyages made during this time would have resulted accidentally. You know, what again really cut me off. I just want to say a few things. Uh, they can deal with that. The reason why they don't they, they deny that we are the first MC uh, has been documented two different. Uh, Void, oh, I'm sorry. Let me a lot of these European scholars have denied these things because that's the best way they can deal with it. Because a lot of them can't deal with the truth. You know? So, anyway, they're getting ready to cut me off. And I have to I have to have a, a part two to this because there's still a lot to more, a lot of knowledge, a lot of information uh, that I want to share with you, with all of you. Okay, uh, as as I say every time, a holiday, Washington's, may my my spirit and your spirit spring forth with the jaguar. Bawasamabakunda, which means peace, family. And I'm out. <laughs>